Hello, my friends. In this sweet episode of my interview with Lucy Hall, a sophomore at Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee, Lucy shares with us her poignant, is that the word poignant, (laughs) story of when um, just normal homesickness when she went off to college became debilitating to her. And her story kind of begins with her graduating during the COVID pandemic and how um, that pandemic really just shut down her senior year to where she didn't have the normal things that most seniors in high school get to have at the end of their, at their school year. And then that of course led on into college. She's gonna tell you all about that. You're going to appreciate Lucy's transparency as she shares this journey. And you're gonna hear just how like hard it was for her to have to recognize that what she had was was bigger than what she could figure out a cure for. And the way she wrestled in prayer with why, why Lord, why was this happening? And why was it happening to her? So um, take your time, listen to this, this episode and ask the Lord to put another young person on your heart that might need to hear Lucy's story and also ask the Lord to put a young person on your heart that you could possibly reach out to and be an encourager to them. Enjoy Lucy's story. Yeah, my senior year was the year I was looking forward to the most, senior prom, senior skip days, uh, being a senior, last football game, stuff like that. So just going on through and about middle of March, I just remember I I was sitting in my English class and we got the notification that we were going to be headed home and like having, I think it was like a Thursday and then Friday and Monday, we were not going to be at school because they were going to clean and I And I was like, yay, we get an early spring break, but I did not know that that was my last day of school. Mm. So it has, it was very interesting Mm. just to experience this worldwide pandemic. Like Mm -hmm. it, it was just weird. Like that's just the word I keep coming to my mind, like weird. So just going through, I was working a lot at a retirement home in Franklin, Tennessee, just like kind of like waiting to see if they're gonna give us like another week at school just just seeing what's going on because we all were just so confused right and so yeah I just worked a lot and I think finally gets to summer and they're like we are not going to open back up school-wise and so I was like okay well that was my senior year Hmm. um but honestly like I wouldn't change a thing I really enjoyed Hmm working a lot at the retirement home like being there for those like elderly who like were stuck in their rooms Mm. and I'm so grateful we got a in-person graduation at the in the beginning of July so just leading up to that was very fun like I still got a graduation party I still got to see so much of my family that came down for it or came up so Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't change a thing it was just weird (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just grateful I had a graduation. I It was perfect. Like, literally, graduation night after my mom was like, was this, like, everything you'd hoped for? Like, I know it was weird. I'm like, no, this was literally perfect. Aww. So 
I still loved my high school experience besides the crazy senior year. Right. Uh-huh. Good. Good, yeah. good. And okay. And y'all had already decided like where you were going to go to college. You had done that like even before your senior year. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So at the mm-hmm. end of my junior year, I I had like two of the college tour days that like would be unexcused at school. So I was like, I'm going to use them. Just go uh, random schools that I had heard of. So I went to visit one and I was just like, kind of distraught. I was like, I don't like this. And I was kind of getting like discouraged just after visiting one school. Cause I'm like, I've heard like people like know when it's their school, but I was, I was just like, mom, like, what am I going to, she's like, you're going to know. And I was like, okay, whatever. And mm-hmm. so a couple <laughs> weeks later, my mom and I were going down to for my cousin's graduate high school graduation in Atlanta and she's like let's check out this school it's called Lee University and I was like okay never heard of it ended up just looking Uh it up real quick just seeing like it is a Christian university it's a small school and I was like that's what I'm looking for I'm just Mm -hmm. not into the bigger schools that's just not my vibe Mm -hmm. and so we ended up coming and going on the tour I could definitely tell I was liking this better than the first one Uh but I remember this specific moment at the end of the tour and if you've ever been to Lee's campus or like anything, there's this beautiful chapel. And I remember we were walking by it and I asked the like, tour guide, she just was like, oh, there's one more thing. And at Lee, to graduate, you have to go on a global perspective trip. It's like a, has to be seven days minimum, takes up the, the, like these credit hours. And I literally was like, this is it. Mm. Like, this is where I meant to be. Cause I- yeah. And by then, I think I'd gone on three missions trips mm-hmm. to Honduras, and it has, like, literally changed my life. It had, like, mm. I want to incorporate, like, my nursing degree into missions and third world countries, so I'm like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Like, they're mm-hmm. like, it's not, they're like, oh, no, they said that, they're like, it is required, and I was like, it's not even, like, an option, like, and I was like, I would do it no matter what, but right that, that just changed everything so I mean we get back into like this office and like meet with a admissions counselor and my mom and I were just sitting in there and she's like what do you think I was like this is it and you did know just like she said yes. you would you would just know <laughs> yes right. and I was like okay you are right you are right <laughs> that's good mom's love to hear that <laughs> that's great okay so you've picked your college out you feel really like this peace in your spirit like that was God telling you to go to school there and now you've graduated albeit late not until July did you get mm-hmm. to have your ceremony but and so you have just a few weeks and then you're taken off to go to Lee and Lee is about how far away a, a drive is that from home about two and a half, not bad at okay. all. Okay, so not too many hours. Okay, so now this gets to be the part of the story where you're going to Lee and tell us about what happened next. Yeah, so leading up to moving, like I was so excited getting stuff for the dorm, just like that exciting mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like just super excited. I was living with someone I knew. So I'm like, it's not gonna like, not gonna be weird. Like I'm gonna, I thought I'm gonna, breeze on in not a problem mm-hmm. gonna fit right in yada 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 but about like my mom will say more but mm-hmm. w- what's like her side of it. but like me I was like I'm good I'm good but like kind of mm-hmm. like a few days before I could tell like I don't know there's just like this weird feeling in my stomach and I was like it's just nerves like everyone has mm-hmm. it 
is fine. And so we actually went a day earlier, stayed in a hotel so we could like check out the city, town, Mm -hmm. town. And (laughs) not very big. Um, (laughs) And we actually had like an 8 a.m. move in day for the next day. So we were Mm. like, we're not driving for that. Yeah. So kind of like checked out like where the Walmart is, ate dinner at a local restaurant, drove around campus. I still was like, I just feel funny. Like this is, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what I feel like I'm doing, if that makes sense. I was just like, I'm going back home like we're just visiting like I don't know it was just mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. and so that night like we eat dinner go back to the hotel and I'm just like still like off and so I try and get a good night's sleep I could not sleep good at all mm-hmm. and wake up the next morning getting ready like my parents are like oh you're so excited I'm like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my mom comes over like right before we're about to leave and she's like hey like how are you feeling kind of trying to hype me up but I'm like yeah. I just start bawling I, I was, I, I still really don't, of course, it's probably just like homesickness, like the reality that like, I will not be living at home anymore. Mm. Like, this is a start of this crazy change. And like with COVID, like, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I knew it wouldn't be a normal semester. I was Mm -hmm. just so like, so confused about the unknown. Like, that has been a huge thing, especially with COVID. Like, like, what's going to happen tomorrow? Like, am I going to test positive? Or like, school-wise, like, am I going to get quarantined? Like, am I, how are the classes going to mm. be? Am I just going to have in-person classes? And thankfully mm-hmm. first semester, I had quite a few in-person classes. Some were uh-huh. like shortened to like half or whatever. So the, it's like another part of the class would come in, but still like, I was very grateful to have in-person classes for the most part, but just like, I just didn't know what to expect. I thought mm-hmm. like, I pretty much had this expectation of like going in perfectly fine. Kind of like we, but like everyone thinks pretty much right. is like a good transition and stuff like that. But the morning before moving, I was like, I was just a mess. Like I, mm. my mom and I was like, I can't back out now. I'm already have my mm-hmm. stuff all packed up. Like I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot go home with my parents. Like I've already <laughs> paid for this. Like, and I'm, I was like in my head, I'm like, okay, what, like, what can I do to get back home? But I was like, nope, I'm stuck. I'm right. stuck. <laughs> oh. And so, um, yeah, so like move-in day, pretty good. It was like a normal move-in day. I would suggest doing the 8 a.m. because no one else is moving in. So you pretty <laughs> much have the whole dorm or apartment by yourself. Right. Um, so I got yeah. moving in. And then all day, my roommate's parents left like earlier in the day. But I was like, mom and dad, like, please don't leave until you literally have to. Oh, so I came to like Target with us, went to get some groceries. And I still yeah. was like like mom don't leave but she's like I kind of oh. have to and <laughs> uh-huh. so I like I was just like I don't think I, I won't I was like God, I just need to go like uh-huh. I might end up crawling in the trunk or something to go to oh. come back with you but <laughs> uh-huh. but um yeah so I ended up leaving and the first few days like I tell every like freshman this or whatever I'm like I literally felt like mm-hmm. it was like church camp yeah for, the, for a straight right. week because you mm-hmm. like have this schedule especially when you're a freshman you like go through all this like new student orientation of like you have to be here at this point here at that time da, da, da. and mm-hmm. then like the cafeteria just reminded me of like a church camp cafeteria like <laughs> yeah ever, I was in for a straight week I was like okay I'm going home soon like, yeah this is church camp I'm it's at camp. beach week <laughs> yeah it's just camp I'll be back yeah. 
but then yeah. like after a few days after like a week or so I was like oh no I'm actually staying here and like once classes started it was just like I was like okay like this is kind of like when reality set in I'm like I am not leaving <laughs> I am staying and yeah. the first day of classes I remember I had my first like nursing class and it's just intimidating just starting college classes in general but nursing wise I like I don't like from what I remember I wanted to be a nurse but like there's still been like a few things like what if I do this like what if I do this but like Mm -hmm. some people in this class were like 100% set on nursing like had it figured out since the day they were born like all this stuff and and I'm like sitting in the back like I don't I was like I don't fit in like I know this is what Mm -hmm. I want to do but I was just so overwhelmed pretty much like I remember a few of the friends I made my roommate and suite mates we all went to the main hangout area on campus and started like writing in our planners what we had to do what was coming Mm -hmm. up and I just remember like sitting there and just being feeling so overwhelmed like I eventually I was Mm -hmm. like I'm going back to the dorm like I cannot I need to just I like just need to be by myself so I went back to the dorm and just kind of had the night to myself I was just like I need alone time I need to process what Mm -hmm. is going on Mm -hmm. and like for the next pretty much the whole semester I called my mom about three times a day Mm. so it like it's not an awful thing at all but my roommate on the other hand wasn't calling her mom like at all yeah so I was like comparing myself to her comparing myself to my roommates or my new friends that like they're doing okay like their transition perfectly fine they don't have any problems me on the other hand like I never wanted to leave my room I was so overwhelmed with every little thing Mm. I would go eat the cat food but like I'm I'm a picky eater so I hated everything besides the Mm. fries or pizza Uh (laughs) uh-huh so yeah just transition was rough yeah yeah and so did you notice during this time if there were other people that started out that you felt like I'm not the only one feeling this way other people are feeling this way too did you did you feel that way or did you from the get-go think oh my gosh everybody's doing fine and I'm the only one feeling this way just from like my the friends that were surround like around me and stuff that I Uh I I was the only one yeah like just because whenever we were together no one else Mm -hmm. like I knew what was going on inside of like inside my head and I just physically mm-hmm. mentally but like other, yeah. someone else's they they looked fine so yeah. I was like I'm going this through this alone like my roommate's perfectly fine sweet mates mm. nah right they're doing okay well yeah. tell me a little bit about how were you and God during this time during this like initial time that your mom's gone and you're there and you're beginning to do it so what was going on like in your prayer life during this time yeah and so going through everything my parents were like read read James read I can't remember what else but like read just read the bible and I was like okay but like I just I didn't have the energy to I was like I have the school stuff going on but mm-hmm. I just remember like I have like this journal that I keep like this one's full mm-hmm. now but I still keep it on me I have like mm-hmm. prayers back to like September 3rd of like mm-hmm. just me writing out my prayers writing out like mm-hmm. journaling and prayers like at the same time but mm-hmm 
just like asking I'm like god I need the community I need the people yeah. take away the homesickness and I talked mm-hmm. to like my RC my resident chaplain in my dorm mm-hmm. and she would like kind of help me she's like it's normal to feel like this way but I was like mm-hmm. why did like I'm praying to like make this better like why is this not getting better yeah and about halfway through the semester or so I remember my dad saying like hey you should bring James and I think I like read it before but I'm like I like to read stuff over because I just see something new every time mm-hmm. and so I was like reading through it and it talked about like the trials that like we're not meant to do it alone like they're meant to like we're supposed to have them on purpose like there's nothing as a mistake like I didn't do this thing to make make all this happen or anything like that and so it was and I think at the time I was just like reading it to be like okay like I'm reading this I kind of mm-hmm. get it for the moment but then like it, I would just feel stressed and overwhelmed and anxious mm-hmm. again so I just shut Mm -hmm. off and shut off my roommate shut off new friends just everything Mm -hmm. so your response to all of your anxiety and this overwhelming homesickness was call your mom three times a day Mm -hmm. and then just isolate yourself and kind of buffer yourself from everything and everybody else Okay, so now this is going on. Your mom is probably like getting worried about you by now. So mm-hmm. how does this begin to, to culminate? You know, what, what starts to happen that makes things different? Yeah, so I remember this one specific night. I like I had never really had like a panic attack before or like an anxiety mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. I like, I think I may have had like small ones, but like, this one, I just remember like something very significant happened and I'm just like crying uncontrollably like I can't form words like I'm on the phone with my mom but she's mm-hmm. finally she's like I'm coming up there and I'm like what like what are you doing it's like eight o'clock at night I'm like no mm-hmm. no 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 I'm fine she's like no like there's something else going on and I was like I don't know like mm-hmm. like still I'm like mm-hmm. hyperventilating like not being able to process anything mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. yeah it's like eight o'clock at night my time I'm an hour ahead mm-hmm. so she gets in the car Mm-hmm. And we go stay in a hotel for three days just to get to the weekend. And then mm-hmm. I actually went home for a week mm-hmm. just to get out of the environment. Like I zoomed all mm-hmm. my classes and thankfully like praying so much. All my teachers were very um, accepting of me zooming mm-hmm. for the week. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a few teachers that are like, you cannot zoom unless you are sick or in quarantine. Or, and I was like, well, I have to say I'm in quarantine or something because I, yeah. <laughs> mentally and physically could not be yeah there anymore I yeah my like I just I felt lost like I felt like yeah. a ghost just wow in my dorm wow and so yeah so I came home for a week and mm-hmm. just like did zoom hung out with my mm-hmm. family and I was just like I like the whole time I'm like I feel like I'm just like this is such a mistake like I'm a mess up like why couldn't I have mm-hmm. all these things that going inside my head like why can I not process mm-hmm. what's happening like why can I not like stop all these thoughts like all these things like I and like I'll say again later probably but like everything that was happening I didn't know what was true or what was false everything in my mind oh, like I wow. thought it was true so like yeah. for example if like my roommate did this in the in like this way I would take it to the next level and be like you mean this even though oh. she never said anything right and so just like that was eating me alive and like mm. she would help she'd be like I never said that and I'm just inside I was like no like you, that's what you mean that's what you're actually thinking or just like 
any new friends I'm like they don't actually like me mm. like I'm I just I or come on like Lucy just kick out of this is just a dumb homesickness crap you're going through like get out of mm. it but I was just like mm-hmm. there I cannot snap out of this it sounds like there was a lot of thoughts going on in your mind that were very um uh negative like you know belittling to you like either it was exaggerating things around you that you just assumed people meant it a lot worse than it was and then you had a lot of just feeling like such a failure because you were so overwhelmed with everything so you truly were like in this spiral that was going nowhere fast or or actually in a opposite direction of where you were wanting to go and not knowing how to get out. Well, I think, I mean, of course I'm uh, older than your mother probably. And I'm like, yay mama for coming down there and taking uh-huh. you home for that week. <laughs> she knew exactly what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happened after that week that you went home with your mom? Yeah. So I think that was around the time that I decided to try counseling slash therapy. There was like a, there's like a counseling center here on campus. Mm-hmm. and just like trying that I was like that I just I feel dumb like I there's there's nothing going on I was just homesick I still at this point I'm mm-hmm. like I don't know what's going on I'm just like there's just so many thoughts going inside and I was like I'm just overreacting on these small things like come on like snap out of it and so mm-hmm. going through this counseling thing it was like this group therapy thing and everyone it was probably about six or seven of us and everyone like knew it's whatever to call like what was happening they knew what to call it like it had a name mm-hmm. for it oh, like OCD okay. anxiety depression mm-hmm. but like me I was like I don't know what's going on right I was like I am so like and they'd be like yeah my so like for example like my anxiety is like really high this week because I have a test and I'm like what are you talking about like I yeah I can't relate and like the teacher's like hey or the therapist is like hey let's try this um, coping mechanism or like let's try this and I'm like I don't know how to help myself because I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. and then like I and I'm like I don't really know how to explain it either I'm just like I was like I'm just stuck like I don't mm-hmm. know how to help myself these things are all just keep happening and so I was just like ready to mm-hmm. quit the counseling I'm like yeah whatever I don't need it mm-hmm. well blah, 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 whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so my mom was like, stick it through the end. Cause there was like, it was like six weeks of it. So I just stayed mm-hmm. to the end and still at the end, I was like, I don't feel better. I feel worse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then I felt bad that like, I went through mm-hmm. all this or like, I didn't do something right. Or like half the time, like, I think like, I didn't pray hard enough. Mm-hmm. Or like, I didn't read my Bible enough or mm-hmm. like, I was like, I made this happen because I said this or like, my mind is making me think this. So it's making this situation so much worse. It just all these negative thoughts I'm like I don't Mm. know what to do Mm -hmm. and so sorry go ahead well I was just gonna say when you talk about that what I keep thinking about is how the devil is an accuser and he was just overwhelming you with all kinds of accusations like that's what he was coming against you with where this you know the and the other thing that comes to my mind is because these other kids in the group had evidently been understanding enough to be able to begin to have um they understood what was going on with them Mm -hmm. and so in a way what came to my mind is they were like 
in their lifeboat. Their lifeboat was being able to identify what it was. And then like they were being handed these coping mechanisms, like little oars or something that they could use, but you weren't in your boat yet. You were still like in motion. I was stuck. I was just, I was just floating by myself. Yeah. Okay. All right. So go ahead. That's what I was just thinking. Those were the thoughts going through my mind as you were telling about that. That's a very good analogy. Yeah. Um, So yeah, just going through the semester and I went home again for another week. I was just like, I can't handle this. Like, still, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's starting to like, frustrate me. Frustrate me. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought I was like, this is like being a burden on my parents. Like, my mm-hmm. parents are like, oh my gosh, like, what is what is, what is going on? Like, why can't she help mm-hmm. herself? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I went home for another week. And I remember, like, my mom will say more. I really don't remember this walk that sh- that we had. I remember it, but. I don't remember the details. Mm-hmm. My mom says she was, she remembers it like yesterday, but <laughs> I just remember she's like, do you want to go back? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I literally just kept saying, I was like, I do not know. Wow. I don't know. Like, and I'm, and then like, I didn't like doubt my relationship with God. I was like, I have like prayed. Is this the school I'm supposed to go, go to? Like, is this who yeah. I'm supposed to room with? Is this, is this the major I'm supposed to be majoring in? Like all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then I'm stuck like this. I yeah. don't know what's going on. I'm debating if I even go back to college, if I even go back to Lee, mm-hmm. if like, if I move back in, if I move out completely, I'm so many thoughts were going through my mind that I was like, I, I guess I didn't pray hard enough, mm. but um, it was just a very difficult time. Prayer, mm-hmm. my prayer life, really. I was like, I'm like, I'm praying as hard as I can. Like I'm, praying Mm -hmm. for friendships I'm praying for Mm -hmm. like mentally like why are these thoughts Mm -hmm. happening and Mm -hmm. I wrote down like every prayer that I had written down was like help me why and I don't want to feel like this like Mm. why is all this stuff happening Mm. why am I struggling just like the why I was like I am so Mm -hmm. stuck in the why Mm. Mm. and I remember this one verse and James one verse 12, it said, I can make it through all the trials. And I remember, I think I read James again because my parents were like, just read it again. So I was like, okay. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is supposed to be on purpose. Like, and my life mm-hmm. motto is everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so like going through all this, I, in my head, I'm saying this is happening for a reason. Hmm. I, we we need to find out what's actually happening what I need to do mm-hmm. why it's happening but still I was like I'm not really there yet I need to focus on this is okay this is not something that I did to mess up or like I mm. messed up here that made all of this happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that kept going through my mind and mm-hmm. I remember one, I think it was like during the semester, I was either home for the week or a weekend. And my mom like sat me down. She's like, okay, like, do you think this is like anxiety, depression? And like, just starts naming off all these things. And like, Mm -hmm. I immediately like close off. I'm like, Mm. I don't want to have these names, these topics in my life. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not that person. Like not in a bad, like at the moment, in the, in the moment, I had never been in, around anyone who has gone through mental illness or having right. like 
any of this related so I was like no it's just like I'm just homesick yeah like that's just what I just kept telling my mom I'm like no Mm -hmm. I'm fine I don't like that's a big word that I don't want to have hanging over me it was like that just doesn't Mm -hmm. find me that's not something I want to have in my life but Mm -hmm. um she like really she's like just just think about it like maybe look Mm -hmm. it up just to see because still like going in like in my head I still was like why why are these thoughts happening like I'm overreacting on every single thing I'm exact like exaggerating this tiny little thing that's like huge like for no reason Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I eventually my mom my mom and I decided and my dad that I should start I should see a off-campus therapist in Cleveland Mm-hmm. and so then I'm just like I don't want that I don't need that I don't I don't I'm not there yet I'm not that person I'm yeah it's just again I was like I don't need that and yeah. so I was like mom you do all the paperwork because I don't need it I'm fine yada 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 yeah. and she was like okay now you have to like pick someone who would be my mm-hmm. therapist and I remember seeing this one lady and she just like her bio just like really stood out to me it was a um Christian based faith based therapy group but it was just like a one on one with one therapist and I was like that's what mm. I need I don't need a group therapy that just right. makes me overwhelmed more and yeah. so this one lady that we really felt really connected to and I was still like against against it was, she's like you need help but I'm like okay fine like I'll try it but mm-hmm. inside I'm like I'm fine like Satan's yeah. Satan was all over, all in me. He's like, nope, you fine. Yeah, you that's right. Deal, you deal with it yourself. And I was you like, yes, I this. will. <laughs> yes, on my own. <laughs> on my own. Mm-hmm. And going through like the process of finding a therapist, the one that we were really looking at, she actually was not taking new patients. And I was kind of like upset for a second. So I was like, I really liked her. Like she seemed super mm-hmm. sweet. Never really talked to her, but it's like her bio just really Mm -hmm. stood out to me and I was like okay like whatever I get like if she's not taking new patients she's not taking new patients and so we started looking at other ones around Cleveland wanting to stay in like the Cleveland area and this I remember this other group that we found and I was just like reading through like these other therapists bios and stuff I was like I I don't feel like these are any of like the ones that like Mm -hmm. I need to be with Mm -hmm. and so I kind of just like given up on looking I'm like nah like I said, like Satan's in me. He's like, you fine. You can do it yourself. You're going <laughs> right. to go back to school, figure it out yourself. Get more uh-huh. trouble with, with your mind. Oh, bless and it. My mom actually decided to email the one therapist that we were really wanting um, personally. And she actually decided to take me on as a patient. So that was definitely a thing I was like praying for that my parents were praying for my friends family grandparents stuff like that we're praying for because it just like I kind of just like had a feeling I was like this is like the lady the therapist that like I think I need to be with yeah and so miraculously the one that was not taking patients took you mm-hmm. she had a spot open and she took yes. you okay that is so good so mm-hmm. good okay so now, now you're seeing her and mm-hmm. you're so what Tell us what all came from all of that. Yeah. And so I remember my first session, like I had never done this before. So I think I even went in, I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And she's like, 
just talk and I'm like yeah okay I feel like that's all I've been doing and it's making everything worse and, uh, yeah. and I'm just like sitting there and eventually I just start like pouring everything out like stuff that mm. I'm like whoa I didn't even I didn't even think that was bothering me but no it just came out <laughs> like a waterfall and oh. just like talking to her just in for the most mm. part she just sat there and listened and oh. I was like part of it I needed someone just to talk to like yeah. where the that was in person like my mom was great and everything but I like inside I'm like I'm being a burden on her like I'm taking so much of her time talking about my stuff that's going on like she has a job she has like my two other two other siblings to take care of but no she I was like she's taking care of me from two and a half hours away like she's coming over here when she has a job and working and I was just like this is what I needed just to talk to someone who really that didn't have not a side but like didn't know the past didn't know how Mm -hmm. I was like a year ago Mm -hmm. because that was another thing I was like all these friends that I'm meeting they know me as this person right now the person who does not want to hang out does not want to go to dinner like wants to just eat whatever's in the room because Mm I don't I just I don't want to hang out with people I was such in a depressive state I was like I don't want to leave and so I was like all these people just know me as that they don't know me a year ago they don't know me two years ago like they don't know me how at the moment like my roommate saw me a year ago Mm -hmm. they just knew me as this person who would shut herself off yeah yeah and so like going through therapy and stuff it at first it was just a weird experience just like talking it out and and by then my I think we decided that I had anxiety and still Mm -hmm. I was just like against it I'm like I don't have it I don't know what's going on it's just a -hmm. word that my mom threw out so Mm -hmm. going through therapy and eventually my therapist is like okay like let's like dive a little deeper I she's like this I don't want this to scare you like and I was like no it's too scary so just go ahead yeah and she's like I'm pretty sure oh she's I'm pretty sure she's like I I think you have anxiety and mm-hmm. depression mm. and that I think that's when I like shut myself out for like a week I was like this like this is not who I am like Mm -hmm. so ashamed pretty much of how I was acting like of even having the word anxiety anxiety like in my vocabulary now like talk to my parents like they were like how how's your anxiety lately like this (laughs) having that word in in my life was just like overtaking my daily living Mm because I was so concerned with like how I acted how like not telling everyone or like telling my roommate but then I'll be like okay then she's gonna hate me more or telling my sweet mates and they're gonna think differently of me yeah it's like all this stuff and still I was like sh- academically I was doing great in school thankfully mm-hmm. but just like socially I was like I just I don't want to do anything like wow. this bed I was like this bed's yeah. being real comfortable right now I want to <laughs> keep it that way like and yeah. at the time like my room was like my safe place. Right. And so it had kind of become like a cocoon to you. And so your therapist has kind of begun to diagnose based on all of this behavior and all of this thinking process. And what she's diagnosed you with is anxiety and um, depression. And of course, at this point, 
you're you're just still kind of internally rebelling against having to be diagnosed with labels like that. Even though if you go back to my thinking, now she's giving you some boats. So -hmm. if you can crawl in those boats, (laughs) you can begin to get your little tools to be able to float again. So tell us how you were able to make your leap into, you know, getting help the help well I mean you're already getting help you're beginning to crawl out of this place so yeah yeah and so I think by the time I started with therapy it was like the end of October so I pretty much only had two to three weeks left of school and so my mom was like you just need to get through the next three weeks right and for me that felt like the longest three weeks of my life I was like that that's a year and I was like you're telling me to get through a year like with final exams coming up and just right. having all this weight on my shoulders I was just mm. like I'll try but yeah can't promise you anything <laughs> <laughs> and let me look in here but yeah like all my prayers like I'm so glad I wrote these down like yeah in the moment I'm just like trying to like process everything and just having something to do at night and just like sitting down and just having time like by myself yeah. And like pretty much every, like I'm looking at this one from November 5th, like God, thank you for a great day. Mm. Like sometimes that's, that, that's all it was. Like, thank you yeah. for having a calm and gentle day. But then like Good. the next day I'd be like, God, like help me, fix mm-hmm. me, take these thoughts away. Cause I was like in there and I don't know if in my head, I was like, oh, like a few sessions with therapy will like cure me like I'll be fine I don't I just I didn't know what to expect so I didn't know what to think on the time wise with whatever's going inside my head and yeah just going through it I I was like this is like this is not doing anything I'm not Um, I don't feel better this is just worse and I'm like I just need to get home for the for winter break Christmas break and whatnot mm -hmm. I was I need to get out I need to get out of be back home where I like it's like I guess like my new safe place like the dorm at Lee was like my safe place but like at home with my mom with my dad with my siblings I was like that's just where I need to be so yeah so got through the rest of the semester took final exams got all that stuff figured out and then got home and I remember like one of the first few days at uh being home I remember it's like, or no, Mike, on the way back home, um, I remember like I had never done this before where like I turn on some worship music like I always do, but this time mm-hmm. was just different. Like I was like crying out to God mm-hmm. out loud in my car, like by myself, like people probably staring at me. Uh, I was like, I, I don't even care. Yes. Just, like crying out, be like, I don't know what to do. Like fix me help me help me figure out what to do I like like that's what I just keep saying like I didn't know what to do yeah like this is a time that I I will relax and stuff at my house so I'm like I'm going to be like and for the most part I wasn't going to be um like working just I was like I'll work a little bit but I just really just like I just needed to be home so I'm like God just use me like while I'm home like mm-hmm. to other people to like reach out to people because that was, that was one of my hardest things was to reach out to people and the mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to mm-hmm. get coffee or do you want to go to dinner with me because I was just like they're they hate me they hate me already before I even texted them or whatnot 
Wow. So, and actually early, early on in the semester, I decided to go on a missions trip in December to Honduras, where I, where I always go with the same group. It was just like kind of like a last minute thing, but I was like, throughout the semester, I was like, oh, I'm really excited. Like, so I just kept looking forward to that. I kept praying like for, for the next semester, like what's going to happen next, just for everything, everything that's still going on. And by then, my therapist had recommended medication for the anxiety and that was just like another weight on my shoulders I'm like and now I had the label label of anxiety now I have medication for this like I just I felt like a baby I felt like Mm. someone who couldn't take care of their mind because then I kept still comparing myself to my sweet mates my roommate my new friends that like again they're still doing fine in school like adjusting wise me Mm -hmm. now I'm seeing a therapist now I'm taking medication Mm -hmm. like all this stuff was just like piling and piling on and I remember my mom saying she's like taking medication is not a bad thing Mm -hmm. still I was like okay but for me who's never been around any of this stuff anxiety depression any of that I was just I was I was like, I'm a failure. Like, bless your heart. Yeah. The accuser was still accusing. Yeah. All on the stigma of mental illness and then having to take medication for the mental illness. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, how many people feel this way? I would think a majority, probably, of kids like you who've grown up in the church, you know, and we taught that with Jesus, all things are possible. And, you know, you, you could have just, I totally am tracking with you that you would have felt like I could do this. I can just do this. And now, now you've got it. Okay. But now, but because you're getting the help you need and now you've got medication, you start actually getting the results you want. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I start feeling a little better and I, like, I didn't know if it was mm-hmm. like the change of scenery as in like being back home and just not having the mm-hmm. stress of school, like the time difference, the dorm life, just all this stuff. And like, I was still praying like, God help me, like fix me, cure me. I don't want to be this person anymore. Like, I don't know how to help myself. Like cause throughout the semester, I was literally saying to my mom, like, I don't need you to help me. God, I don't need you. Dad, I don't need you. I can do this myself. And like now mm-hmm. I look back and I'm like, well, that was dumb um yeah but yeah so just being home I just prayed like God help me like just help me just literally like every prayer was just like God help me help me I don't and half the time it would be like I really don't know what to say I have so many thoughts Mm -hmm. in my head I just I don't know what to say but you know what I'm thinking and like what Mm -hmm. I need help with Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm so and then did you begin to feel, cause you're home now, did you, you stayed there throughout the whole spring semester or did you go back in the spring? Back in the spring. Okay. You're there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've gone back and that's what and you've gotten all this along the way and you're still praying, God help me. And you're beginning to feel a little bit better. And now you've gone like catch us up to like the summer. Cause you, this is all this past year, right? In the mm-hmm. summer. And now here you are back at school. So how is it moving back in? You've just recently moved back in to your apartment this year, right? Yes, correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, and so now that you've actually there again, how is it? A lot better. Yeah. Um, like one thing I'll say super quickly, one yeah. thing that definitely like changed because like throughout all like first year I was like I got I don't hear you I don't know like if you're talking to me like come on show me a sign show me this show me that show me that mm -hmm. and actually when I was in Honduras on my missions trip I remember this one one certain night that we were out delivering food to the to the hurricane victims in Honduras that I was just like I just feel like there's something I need to do I was like I don't know if it's give this one family an extra meal or give the, this one family like money as, as I just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I like prayed on it and I decided, well, God decided that I was going to give my shirt that I was wearing to this lady that was beside our bus. But like, I was like, okay, like I see, I hear what you're saying, but I was like, where, like, where's this lady? Like, tell me one specific person to give my shirt to. Mm -hmm. And we're going back to the bus and she, uh, okay, we're going back to the bus and I physically cannot get in the bus. I am stopped at my tracks, literally staring at the open door of the bus. Everyone's like, are you going to get in? I'm like, silent. I'm like, no. I'm <laughs> no. And they're like, kind of look at me so confused. I'm like, I cannot physically get on this bus. Mm. And so I look at one of our translators and I'm like, hey, can you go ask that lady if she needs a shirt? And he's like, looks at me really. I'm like, I'm like, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And he walks over and asks her. And she says, yes. And so I jump on the bus, take my mm -hmm. shirt off, put my rain jacket on top. Wow. And I go my shirt. And like, I look back. I'm just like, that. that's what I was needing. I love it. Someone to, oh, not someone, God to mm -hmm. talk to me. Yes, and All in a specific stuff. way. Yes, yes. very. And uh, like, I was in a different country, could not speak the language, and I'm like, you had to take me out of like America, mm. Tennessee, like country Tennessee, yeah. where I speak that language. I'm at home, to where like I feel the happiest on a missions wow. trip to talk yeah. to me, and like that's just it was just a, such a life changing moment. Wow. Wow. Now, Lucy, as you look back on all of this and you see what, I, and you know, it's fresh because you're able to still describe just the, the pain of that journey and you experience just months of God just kind of holding out on you, you know, you're praying and it's just not happening. And you, you look back on it now, um, what is your perspective on all of that? Like, and, and now, you know, you, you know that you can still hear the voice of God because he gave you that very specific time to really become sort of a, that's like a mile marker for you, right? Mm -hmm. It's like your, your, what they call those Ebenezer's, like your stake in the sand that says this, I know this, I know, <laughs> I think they it may not be an Ebenezer. I have to look that up, <laughs> but, um, like, so what's your perspective on the whole thing now? Like your, the journey of it in your spiritual, like in your prayer life, what, and you reflect back, because now you're kind of on the other side and you're looking back, you know, what do you, what do you make of all that? Yeah. And so like, I don't say that I'm healed completely. Like I don't say right. the med the medicine healed me. I am right. perfectly fine now. I still struggle. Like I will probably struggle mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, but Mm -hmm. Now I have like a firm foundation. I know where mm -hmm. to run when I need help. I know 
who to call mm-hmm. when I need help. I have amazing friends that surround me that I did not have first semester. Like these, mm. like they, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I just, with this whole experience, like I look back and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like, know. I, know I, I know who did it, but <laughs> let's be it. I don't know how. Right. But, yeah. Cause I look back yeah. and there's still days that like, I was like, I'm ashamed or like, I'm embarrassed of how I was. Like, I just, I can't put into words, like, or can't say sorry enough to the people that I hurt or, like, mm. the relationships that, like, was, that were damaged and lost or the relationships I could have grown first semester meeting new people that now I yeah can't. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, I wouldn't change it. Like, that's cool. like I said, everything happens for a reason. That's I'm meant good. to be where I am for a reason. Yes. And I remember this one thing. I can't remember exactly where I saw it. I'd, it mm-hmm. just stuck out to me. It said, mm-hmm. I had to break you to show you why I created you. You had to go through it so you could re- fulfill your purpose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you definitely broke me. That is correct. <laughs> yes, I got that part. Yes. yes. Well, <laughs> and you're still so close to it, Lucy. I predict that the further you move forward and the more you're learning how to manage this, um, you know, and it might be like, like Paul's thorn in the flesh. It might just be a piece of how your life is going to be in a fallen world that just makes things, makes you a little more dependent on God and a little um, humble, um, obviously humble along the way. But you might even see when you get further removed and how God uses you, you'll be able to start seeing even more of purpose mm-hmm. in it but I love that God already put in your heart your motto of everything happens mm-hmm. for a reason and it sounds like that's been a good anchor for you you know along the way so let me ask one last question um what would you say like it's the beginning of a school year right now and we'll be we're recording this in August it'll probably be playing sometime in September which I'm thinking will be about the time other people could be feeling the way that you were feeling last year in September when they've already been at school a little bit and they're expecting the homesickness to subside and yet it's still staying what would be your word of advice to that that guy or that girl I mean this doesn't have to be just a girl's thing either it could be a guy thing I I would think as well what would be your little piece of advice to them having been someone that's been there and that felt that way? Yeah, my main thing that like, I wish I did, I wish like, I could like write on someone's forehead so they would not forget, mm-hmm. you cannot do it alone. Mm. We are not made to do it alone. Like yeah. I said, in, like in James, you like the trials, you were not meant to do it alone whether that be yeah. God, whether that be your friends that you're around, whether that be your family, mom, dad, siblings, grandparents, whoever, mm-hmm. you do not do it alone. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And lean on whomever it is that you can mm-hmm. lean on and don't worry about it. You leaned on your mama a lot during <laughs> that <did>. time. <laughs> and in fact, I'm looking forward to our next episode episode we'll actually be talking with um noelle hall lucy's mom and she's going to tell us this whole story from her perspective and i have grown daughters lucy and i know we've been through some stories and i know that the way that my daughters will tell it is of course their story it's their story and what they've done but it becomes a little bit of the mama's story too and she's talking about how it affected her and her walk and 
her perspective of coming alongside you in that. But y'all have a great relationship. I can tell that you do. And um, and you're making it. You've gotten the help that you need. The <laughs> Lord has been faithful, albeit difficult. I know. And he does work in strange and mysterious ways, doesn't he? <laughs> and I say it, he says that my thoughts are higher than yours. My ways are higher than yours. And so I think that verse is to remind us that it's going to baffle us because we're not going to be able to make sense of him so many times. But I love that you didn't lose your faith along the way. You've just somehow let it be, you know, I don't know. And I don't know why and all that, but I still know who. That's the way I feel like you're saying. That's good. That's good. You got anything else you want to tell us? I think I'm good. Oh my goodness. It was so good. Well, let me pray for our people. Um, and just it's so I wish they could see your face and how like I can tell that you're not you're not in a bad and terrible dark place. You are in your closet doing this Zoom meeting. Yes, but, I it's, am. <laughs> but it's not because you're hiding there. You're just trying to get in a quiet spot. So that's good. But let me pray for us. Father, I just thank you so much for Lucy. I think Thank you for your faithfulness in her life. I thank you for her, her steadiness, even though the enemy just bombarded her last year. God, I thank you for her candidness and her willingness to just um, be very honest about the effect that the pandemics had and then the culmination of that and, and all of this along the way. And Lord, I just pray encouragement in her life um, and blessing on her for having been willing to share this story, this very vulnerable story with so many. And Father, for those girls that are hearing this, or maybe even their moms that are hearing this, that will share it with their daughters or their sons, let them be encouraged. Let them be encouraged to know that it is okay to get help, and it is okay to um, even admit that maybe there is an issue that can be addressed with uh, medication and with good therapy, Lord, we do invite you to open doors that are that are shut and remove the shackles and gates and all those things that hold us down. Father, we are especially, I know Lucy and I both just pray friendship and support into the lives of other people that may be um, feeling something or experiencing something similar to this. And we do thank you for the friendships and the support that Lucy has in her life now and those that will be coming. Lord, we just give you this school year. We give this college year for these students that are going off to college, Lord, and um, just invite you onto their campuses and into their hearts, into their lives as they are preparing themselves to just allow you to expand all of their giftedness to be used mightily in the kingdom as they um, are just looking forward to all that you have for them in their lives. Lord, I thank you for hearing us when we pray, for being faithful to answers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Lucy. I appreciate you so much. Of course. I hope that you really enjoyed hearing Lucy share that long and hard journey when her homesickness became chronic and eventually she actually had a diagnosis of anxiety. Did you notice how hard it was for her to just swallow that pill? And did you hear her talk about how she prayed and she prayed harder and how she just desperately needed to hear God's voice and praise God, he really did allow her to hear his voice and her experience in Guatemala along the way. Was it Guatemala or Honduras? 
I think it was, I think it was, I can't remember. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. And what I love about Sweet Lucy's story is that she said everything happens for a reason. And just that anchor for her faith, I think, really allows her to begin to have some, um, some purpose in the suffering, which is what we all need, right? I just want you to, as we're closing out this episode, I want to remind you again that pray harder is not always the right answer. Please be sure to share this with anyone you know who might need to be encouraged by hearing that you can be a beautiful daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and you can still struggle with homesickness, with depression, with anxiety, and God will work to heal you of those things. Of course, His Word will speak to you in that place, and of course, He's going to draw near to you when you pray, and He's also going to perhaps put you in touch with a godly Christian counselor. He's going to perhaps be able to even help you if you have to get on medication for that. So um, anyway, this is a great time to ask the Lord to put in your mind someone who might need to hear this. Share this podcast with them. Also, just a quick reminder to give us a review and um, let us know what you're wanting to hear on our podcast. And then also subscribe so that you can be right here with us as we continue to encourage everyone to be praying people.